Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? To include that as my intro tonight, it's Dr. Dalvina, the host of the Brain Love Podcast here in South Florida. Every Sunday night at 8 p.m., I post a new episode since May, and uh, it's still going strong. I'll have a year under my belt soon. Tonight, the topic is, or the name, the title of tonight's uh, episode is Dear Ladies, Dear Ladies. And so... What do I mean by dear ladies? I want to talk to the ladies tonight about being the come up, being the come up, be the come up in your relationship, be the come up in your new potential relationship, be the come up in your dating, be the come up. So oftentimes certain women look at a relationship as the man is the come up. They look at it as the man is the catch. Um, They don't look at it as, They are the come up for the guy. And I think oftentimes that's why some women run into problems is because they're not being the come up. They're the passive one in the relationship. And what I mean by passive is they're not active in the relationship. They're not actively trying to help in a positive way move the relationship along by doing things to make him feel wanted and to make him feel adored. And I think that's the thing a lot of ladies are are, min, are missing. Now, what brought this conversation to the couch, right? I always ask you guys, are you ready to take the couch? So I hope you're ready to take the couch tonight because I need you guys to really to open your brains and uh, just be open to the conversation I want to have with each and every one of you tonight, men and women. And I want us all to be honest about what our role has been in relationships. Let's let's get honest tonight, guys. Let's do this. Let's get honest. So if you're ready to take the couch, let's have this conversation. So if you follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is Dr. Delvina. Doctor is not spelled out. It's D-R-D-E-L-V-E-N-A. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that um, on Tell the Truth Tuesday, I believe it was, uh, Tuesday, Last week, um, I posted a video about um, the guy, Derek Jackson. I'm not going to go into any discussion about Derek Jackson and his wife. Um, You know, I wish them well. Um, I want things to work out for any couple who loves one another and wants to be together. Derek Jackson has been a, considered himself a relationship guru for women and was advising women on how to, Um, recognize a man who doesn't want them, how to recognize when a man wants them, just basically teaching women about men. And the men regarded Derek Jackson as a sellout because he was giving up intel regarding men. 
And so uh, Derek, it seemed, and maybe people made the automatic assumption that he was innocent and has never done any wrongdoing. But really, when you stop and think about it, how else would someone know information? I mean, it's one thing to sort of know some things because, yeah, you belong to that group. You know, he's a man. He's talking about men. He belongs to the group. But for you to really intimately know something is because you've been a part of the experience. Either you were the one dishing it out, you were the one dishing it out. So Derek Jackson, all of the things he was teaching women, I think it's because it's based on his past and how he has dished some things out. And so recently he came forward and said that he was cheating and having affairs on his wife. And he did a video with his wife sitting next to him talking about, um, I guess repenting, but he repented in the third voice. Um, he did not say I. I don't. I never heard him say I. He referred to himself as Derek Jackson, which, as I explained in my video, is a big red flag. Someone who is referring to themselves in third person is not connected to the the dialogue, the conversation. They are not intimately connected, and they're not being sincere. They're using the third person because it makes it easier for them to speak on whatever topic they are discussing. So right there, basically, he turned me off because I felt like it was an insincere apology. But let's not get stuck on that situation because I invited you on my couch tonight so we can discuss creating functional, healthy relationships. We want to create functional, healthy relationships. In that video, I gave some... Basically, some advisement. I gave my thoughts and opinions on how a woman should behave in a relationship. And, and, and so I'll say you're creating a new relationship. You're fostering. You're starting. You're initiating a new relationship. You meet someone or you know this person. You've been acquainted. You know them as a friend, whatever. And you decide, okay, I, I want to show this person interest so we can move forward and um, maybe pursue something more than the friendship. So I'm speaking, you're at the start of a relationship, you're just starting, and you want to create a functional, healthy relationship. And so um, I gave three uh, rules of advisement on that video on Instagram on Tuesday. I gave three pointers in the video. I'm, I'm giving out more pointers tonight, additional pointers. So I want women, when you meet a guy or when you decide you want to move forward with someone you've known from previous years, in the beginning, don't think about what you can get. Too many women look at men and they're like, yeah, girl, he drives a blah, 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 or he works at such and such bank, or, you know, he's a, uh, whatever the case may be, he's a plastic surgeon, and yeah, you know he can do this and got that and has blah, blah, blah. Don't think about what you can get because when you approach the relationship like that, you go at it all wrong because you set the tone for yourself. You're not really setting the tone for him because you cannot force a man to do for you what he doesn't want to do. So there's there's different types of men. There are men who have so much money, it's not a big deal to them to buy you a freaking $2,000, $3,000 bag or a $5,000 bag. It's not a big deal. Some men have so much money, it's not a big deal to pay your car payment if you're, like, singing a sob song. Um, oh, my God, baby, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Blah, blah, blah. It's not a big deal to him to pay your bill. And so for some guys who have the money, 
they see dating as a sport. It's a sport. This is where they spend their money. This is where they invest their money until they decide, okay, I no longer want to play. Um, So it's not a big deal. But if you want him to respect you, if you want him to regard you as an independent woman who does not need you, then you will not set the tone in the beginning of the relationship or any part of the relationship, but especially in the beginning, you will not set the tone. You will not think about what you can get from this man or from the relationship. So starting out, do not think about what you can get. My next advisement would be to tweak your communication style. Tweak your communication style. Enhance your communication style. Let's talk about communication. Communication, some of you are thinking, I know how to talk. I know how to express myself. Nah, nah, nah. I would say communication is actually less of what you say and it's more of what you hear. Let me repeat that. Communication, effective communication, is less about what you say and more about what you hear. I would say effective communication is probably 30 to 40% about what you're saying, but more so 60 to 70% about what you hear and how you interpret it. Think about that for a moment. Chew on that. Think about some previous times when you were having a conversation with a significant other, a loved one, someone you like, a friend, a coworker, a boss, a family member. And if that conversation turned into an argument, try to think back on the factors involved. Were there any automatic assumptions made by you? Did you make any automatic assumptions about what they said and why they said it? Did you stop to listen intently on what they were saying? Were you intentional about trying to understand what they were saying or were you only focused on you and what you're saying and what you were saying? So I think oftentimes when we are involved in a conversation, we're so just dead set on the point we want to get across or what we want to say that we are not intentional about listening to the other person. Try that. If there's a person you get into an argument with or a disagreement with a lot, try changing your approach. Change the approach so that you're not thinking about what you're planning to say. You're not thinking about what's going to come out of your mouth. Change your approach. Don't think about you. Be intentional And listening, force yourself to focus only on what they're saying to you. And I promise you, you will lose that negative emotional energy that surrounds the objective of you putting out or disseminating what you plan to say. You won't have all of that energy. You won't feel so emotionally charged and disseminating your opinion if you focus on what you're hearing from the other person. 
So before you get into a relationship, be certain that you are a bomb-ass communicator. Tweak your communication style. Be a dope-ass listener. Be a dope-ass listener. That's what you got to do. So the first thing I said was don't think about what you can get from him or from the relationship. And the second thing I'm telling you guys is to tweak your communication style. Be a dope-ass listener. So I'm going to go along with you, just focusing on you and not considering anything else about a relationship or about the guy, right? So number one was don't think about what you can get from him or the relationship. Number two was to tweak your communication style. The next thing, number three, is I want you to be ready. Before you jump into a relationship, be ready. Be ready mentally. So, yeah, we could talk about all the physical stuff, but I think people spend more time investing in their physical appearances, how they look, what they're wearing, the shoes that they're going to buy, the heels that they'll wear, her hair. She's thinking about her hair and her makeup. Some women are so focused on makeup and trying to change their appearance and creating this illusion that they are someone they're not. You're hiding behind some of you, a lot of makeup, a lot of fake hair. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with makeup or fake hair. Because guess what? You don't know a woman's story. Some women are wearing hair because they have to. They may have a medical issue. And so, guys, if you're listening, I want you to understand this, too. Because sometimes guys have these high opinions about women and our hair. Women are not wearing hair because they don't want to wear their own hair. Sometimes it's because they may have had a treatment that caused them to lose their hair. They may have had cancer. They may have had or undergone chemo. They may have an autoimmune disease that, so when someone has an autoimmune disease, the body is fighting itself. It sees itself as the enemy. And during that process, sometimes women lose hair. Sometimes women suffer from something called alopecia, and they lose their hair in their eyebrows, the hair on their head, so there is nothing wrong with a nice wig or a weave. I'm not saying anything about that. So, but as much time as we invest in our outward appearance, please invest the time in yourself mentally. Break yourself down, man. Take yourself down to the barest element. See yourself for who you really are. Be true. To you, think about yourself. Revisit some of the issues you've had in your past, either with a family member, a friend you grew up with, a friend you went to high school with, maybe a friend you were in college with, maybe someone from your job. Revisit previous arguments you've had in the past. I think oftentimes a lot of us will look at a situation and convince ourselves that the other person was completely at fault, completely. To say that is just not, it's not true. It's not always another person's fault because there is something we may have done to contribute to that, whether it was the body language, something we suggested or said indirectly, something we said previous to the argument, Whatever it was. So I want you to be ready mentally. 
So what do I mean about being ready? Being ready means that you you think about your past. You think about your past so that you can learn from your past. I'm not saying to think about your past to live in your past, but to learn from your previous engagements, learn from the relationships you've had with other people, your exes, your ex-boyfriends. If you've ever been married from an ex-husband or an ex-spouse, think about the relationships you've had with people you dated, the friends with benefits, the one-night stands, the platonic friends that, yeah, you said, you know, you didn't have feelings for the person, but maybe you really did. So think back to your past and think about your previous situations and think about the role you may have played. What could you have done better? What could you have done differently? Did you start out that relationship thinking about what he could do for you? And never asked yourself what you could do for him. Were you in a relationship previously where the other person cheated on you or told you lies regarding a situation and you found out later it wasn't true? Do you have trust issues that you haven't worked on? So every time you enter a new relationship, every chance you get, if his phone rings, you're looking at the display to see who's calling Or when he walks away, you're picking up the phone and seeing if you can see anything or if you can get into his phone. Or if he falls asleep at his house, you're going through his iPad or getting on his computer. Or you're trying to break into his social media. You've tried to figure out the password to his Instagram or his Facebook so you can get on and go in his DMs. Or do you silently stalk? the person you're interested in and go on their page and look to see what he's doing, who he has pictures with to make connections to this one or that one. Are you ready mentally? Do you have insecurities? Are you uncertain about who you are? Do you feel uncertain and not confident? If you don't have confidence, you're not mentally ready because see, not having confidence can lead you down the road to other challenges and issues. Not feeling confident means that if there are other women around or if he's somewhere without you, you're feeling insecure, you're feeling something could happen, something could occur. So being mentally ready means that you're not checking phones, you're not checking social media accounts or emails, you're not asking questions about who this is or who that is. You work on your trust issues. You sever ties with that emotional bondage from those previous bad relationships. And let me give you this tidbit. Someone who likes you and who is into you will make you feel secure. You got to be confident on your own, but he will make you feel secure. He's not going to be out looking at other women and chasing ass with his eyes. He's going to be all about you, paying attention to you when you're speaking. That's if you're a woman who started the relationship not thinking about what you can get from him. See, so that's why all of these things matter. From the very beginning, you got to set the stage from the very beginning. Because when you're fostering a relationship, you want it to start out with honesty, respect, trust, truth. You want to set the stage from the very beginning so that it can be a healthy, functioning relationship, as I said at the beginning of this episode. So I'm telling you guys these things so that you can gear up 
and work on this so you can enter the next situation being ready. You got to be mentally ready. Doesn't mean just having your fake ass titties and getting your fucking butt done and getting the ass implants and getting the liposuction and making yourself look a certain way externally. If you ain't got your situation straight inside of your brain, inside of your head, all of the money you spend on your body, on your makeup, on your hair, on your clothes, on your red bottoms and all that stuff, those things mean nothing. He won't see any quality about you. You will not be a quality consideration for him. You got to be ready mentally. Now, I, I say all that. I admit trust can be difficult. But if you want to do the work, you can engage it and you can learn to trust again. But you have to do the work. What does doing the work mean? It means not giving in to your own insecurity when something's happening. It means unthinking something your brain is trying to force you to believe in and think. Sometimes our, brain, our brains will play tricks on us. Sometimes the brain will say things like, girl, why didn't he call you back yet? Or shoot, usually he'll call you at this time. What's he doing? You got to train your own brain. You got to say to yourself, sis, take two seats. Go sit down somewhere. There is nothing going on. And when you have trust and when you're not allowing yourself to think the negativity because he has shown you, he's helped to make you feel secure and he respects you because you've shown him respect from the beginning, right? So you guys don't have those challenges, some of those challenges, because you've shown him respect from the beginning. You haven't had your hand out asking for money to pay bills, to buy a bag. Your communication, your dope-ass listener, as I said. So you have shown him from the beginning because you've been laying that, that, that foundation. So the other part of it, the other piece, the trust part, you have to help yourself on that. He can't make you trust him. And especially if you have baggage from another relationship, you have to do the work. You have to process and work through the discomfort. It feels uncomfortable, but you can get through it. And the more you do it and the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. It becomes easy. So work on your trust issues on your own. Work on trusting. Work on that because when you don't trust a person all of us know, ladies, when you don't trust a man, it can lead to all kinds of problems. Arguments, petty-ass arguments while you're out to a nice dinner. Petty-ass arguments when you're on a date somewhere. Petty-ass arguments when you're on a trip because you don't trust. Because you've allowed a situation to manifest into a bigger situation because you started out inside of your head, fooled yourself into thinking Something's going on when it isn't. So you got to have trust. You can have trust and not fall for the okie doke now. So I'm going to throw that in there as a sidebar. Don't fall for the okie doke. You have to choose a person from the beginning that has shown you respect. I talk about you showing him respect. He has to show you respect as well. He has to treat you as a lady. He has to show you he has the qualities of a gentleman. He opens your door. He invites you out. He asks you what type of wine would you like to have with dinner. He, if he has children, you see he takes care of his children. He spends time with them. He's not just paying a child support check. 
you don't hear him talking and dissing the baby mama. He's not calling her all kinds of bitches and, you know, saying all sorts of negative things about her. And he has a good relationship with his mother and his father, if his father is in his life. And if his father is not in his life, then eventually you want to take your time and get to know him, but eventually you want to come to understand that situation. And you want the person, you want a, a person who's consistent in what they tell you. So if he's telling you things and they're inconsistent, he's telling you inconsistent things, it, that raises a red flag, right? Because everyone we meet, everyone we try to get acquainted with and start a relationship with, they're not worthy of our time. They may not be worthy of a relationship. So I said to trust, but if he's not showing you he's trustworthy or there's all this stuff going on in the background, don't fall for the okie doke. Listen to your intuition, trust your intuition, and don't fool with it. Don't do it. He needs to understand that he should be honest as well and consistent. He has to be honest too. So I don't want you to think I'm telling you to do all this stuff for a freaking slug. You're not doing these things for a damn slug. You got to be selective about who you use your time and emotional energy for. So don't fall for the okie doke. Trust your intuition Right. If your gut's telling you he's bullshit, he's bullshit. Let that let it go. Reciprocity is a beautiful thing because when reciprocity is in place, everyone feels loved. Everyone feels secure. Everyone feels taken care of. So you see how I slid right into that. The reciprocity is important in a relationship. And that's in a relationship with your parents, with your children, with your siblings, with your friends, with your coworker. If your coworker stops and gets you a bagel a couple of mornings, um, you know, every week, you can kind of, you can do the same, you know, maybe you pick up a bagel or a cup of coffee for that person. If you know, they drink coffee. Reciprocity is important. We got to give back. We have to uh, pay into that karma cycle. We have to show other people that we, adore them and we care about them and we like what they do for us by doing for them as well. So ladies, every once in a while, y'all can pick up the check at dinner. Don't make him pay for all the dinners. That's not, that's not fair. Now that's a lopsided investment. This is a partnership. This is going to be a relationship. So you have to show him you're financially invested the same way that he is and that you're not selfish. When you don't include reciprocity, you appear to be a selfish-ass person. Using reciprocity and including reciprocity shows that you're kind, you're thoughtful. Ask yourself, what can you do for him? Don't always think he has to think about you. Don't always think he has to think about what he can do for you. Because, see, men have situations the same way that we do. They have emotions. They have, feel they have feelings. They go through challenging times. They have hard days at work. They have hard days with their family. They may have situations with their children, their exes, their parents. They go through things the same way that we do. They hurt the same way that we do. They feel sadness and pain the same way we do. So be kind to him. Be thoughtful. Be nice. Be thoughtful. Be kind. Be nice. 
Ask what you can do for him. Think about how you can do for him. Think about a nice thing you can do for him. Think about something you can buy him if you want to buy him something. But you have to be a kind, nice person. It is a necessity in a relationship if you want that relationship to be built on kindness and love and sincerity. You got to be a part of that process. It can't just be a one-way street. It can't be just about what he can do for you. Now, here's here these everything's been a nugget, right? I, I feel like I'm I'm sharing information with you guys that will definitely help you so that you are the come up in your relationship. Now, these next two things you really got to take heed. These next two things are muy importante. They are super important. The first thing is never force a relationship. Never. Never force a relationship. If he's not showing you that he's interested the way that you're interested in him, I will fall back. Fall back. He may not be ready yet. It doesn't mean that you have to drop the relationship completely, but maybe he's involved in doing something else. Maybe something else or someone else has his time. Maybe he's having financial issues. Maybe he's having work issues. Maybe he just got laid off. Maybe he knows he's about to get laid off. Maybe his mom was diagnosed with cancer recently. There could be a lot of maybes, a lot of possibilities. Whatever the case may be, the solution or the way to address it is still the same. And that solution is don't force a relationship. So I don't care what it is he has occurring or happening in his life. If he's not showing you he's interested don't force that relationship. So it's sort of a give and take type of thing, you know. Um, for Let me give an example. If he's calling you and inviting you to dinner or calling you and saying, hey, meet me here, meet me there, I'm at such and such, come meet up with me, he's showing you interest. He's definitely showing you interest. If, let's say, he goes away somewhere and as soon as he gets back, he calls you. That happened to me. He. <laughs> As soon as he comes back into town, he hasn't been in town for 30 minutes. He's calling your phone like, hey, I want to see you. I just got back. Let's meet up. That is not forcing a relationship. He is showing you he's into you and he is about this relationship. He is interested in moving this relationship forward, or at least in the moment he's liking, he's liking it. So, but if that's not happening, and you're the one calling all the time. You're the one saying, hey, let's meet up. Hey, I want to, let's do dinner. You know, he's paying for it, but it's your idea. Or you're inviting him and you're paying for it. Or you're always inviting him over your crib to cook him dinner, but he's never invited you over his crib to cook you dinner. I would say, uh, I would fall back. Because if what you want is you want to be in a relationship with him, a loving relationship, and he's showing you he doesn't want that yet, then he's not ready. You got to fall back just a tad bit. You can still hang out with him and do things, but maybe at that point you should also be considering other people. And I used to talk about this previously. I would talk about having a lineup. A lineup is important. Having a lineup means that you don't have all your eggs in one basket, right? You're not, count, you're not counting your chickens before they hatch. Having a lineup means you're, you're dating a couple of people. So he may be or one of these people may be your number one who you really want. But until you guys get to that point, 
you should not put all your eggs in one basket. You should still consider other suitors. You should still do that. You can still be respectful. You can still be the dope-ass communicator, the dope-ass listener and all that. But to prevent yourself from becoming over-consumed in this person who may not be showing you they're ready for the relationship yet, sometimes you got you to gotta have that lineup. You know, you got to go to dinner here and there, or lunch here and there with this one or that one, just so your mind is not consumed by this other guy. You know, but once you guys decide, okay, we're dating each other, then you drop the lineup. You know, everybody goes to the bench. You bench everybody. And actually, you can start cutting people depending on where you are with the relationship. So don't force a relationship. The second thing I'm going to say is, when you're in new relationships and you're, you're fostering and you're growing these relationships, you planted the seeds, you're watering the relationship, be patient. Being patient is important because you're not rushing someone. And you must be patient through every phase of the relationship. In the beginning of getting acquainted, getting to know one another, it's important to be patient. It's important to allow the process to unfold naturally allow it to be a process. People are so hasty that they don't allow the process to take place. And so when you're not allowing this to be a natural process, you skip steps and you miss things. You may miss red flags and you also miss getting to know the person. And when you don't know the person, miscommunication can occur when you're trying to engage and have a conversation or, you know, be around one another and appreciate one another you can't appreciate them fully because you missed the process of getting to know certain things about them. So you have to allow it to unfold naturally. Get acquainted, naturally get to know one another. I call this the slow drag. It's a slow drag. Don't rush it. Don't force it. Don't think, okay, I've been knowing you now for three months. Shouldn't we be in a relationship? Or it's been six months. Did you? Are you just seeing only me and no one else? It's only been six months. Chill. Or at a year, well, when are we going to move in together? Well, have you thought about getting me a ring? Or are we going to get engaged next year at Christmas? Listen, relax. Relax. That, that, that thing is you make a person feel unsettled being so pushy. Or you've been dating for a year and you're already considering getting pregnant. You know, you want to pop out a baby and you guys, <laughs> you don't even really know him. You're popping out a baby or, or getting pregnant, the two of you, because obviously you can't get pregnant on your own. But you guys haven't even had a good knockout, drag out argument. And see, and I'm saying that because it's important to see what a person is working with when the chips are down, when it's stressful, when you guys are having a disagreement or you're not seeing eye to eye. You want to see how does that person process it? How do they deal with it? How do they cope in the situation? Do they become disrespectful? Do they curse? Do they break things? You need to see all of those things about a person. You have to see every single side. And you can't get every single side if you're rushing the relationship. A relationship is a process and it must be a natural process. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. 
balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe, reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs, know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations, limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership, own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours, it's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication, don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. These days, it's harder than ever to stand out from the crowd, and it's even harder to get paid for the work you put online. Luckily, there's a new way to put your work out into the world. It's called Discovered. Discovered is a new digital platform and social network where creatives share their projects to new audiences and earn more money from their work than any other platform. Ready to get out there? Visit discover.tv today.